Hi guys, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Felix Becker, Chief of Staff at Mural. Mural are a remote first company behind the popular visual collaboration platform. Today, Felix and I are going to talk about using OKRs in the strategic planning process. And also we're going to talk about the reality of the challenges that you can face when adopting OKRs. So welcome to Giant Talk, Felix. It's really nice to have you with us for today's episode. Before we get into the subject, please can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Carly, and, and great speaking to, to you today as well. Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, how can I start? So um, Felix, born and raised in Argentina, um, moved to Europe when I was 30, lived, uh, lived in the UK for 10 years. So I'm glad to hear a bit about your accent, Carly, here. Uh, now moved to the US across the pond in last uh, last summer and working for Mural from, from Miami, actually. So um, yeah, been with Mural for three years, running finance and operations initially, and recently became chief of staff more formally. Um, married, two daughters, three dogs, who might, you might hear them in the background every now and then. Hi, thank you. It's a nice intro. Um, it's nice to hear about um, your move from, um, well, being in the UK and, and yeah, moving across the pond. So you've been around the globe a little bit so yes nice and um, mm. so let's start by defining um the strategic planning process and how you you go about this process at mural yeah absolutely so um we have been working with okrs be- before my time actually like mural has embraced okrs uh from the very beginning big fans of the methodology following some of the best practices in in tech um, today, we've been like over time trying to make it better and evolve and iterate as we learn more about what works and what doesn't. Today, what we're doing mostly at a company level is work on uh, six-month cycles, so H1 and H2 to be precise. And therefore, uh, we use OKRs at a company level. That's the cycle I run mostly with the leadership team at Mural. And uh, we define OKRs at company level. And from there, we do this kind of like W process that you probably have heard somewhere. We give some context to the company. We have company OKRs, and then the teams work on their own individual OKRs uh, that are contributing to the company OKRs. Um, yeah, we can we can go into any of those details in, in more detail, in more detail uh, Carly, but yeah, at the very core, we do semi-annual cycles, define company-level ones, and then we let the teams, their own functions, define their functional OKRs. Mm-hmm. We don't do personal OKRs uh, like necessarily. Like if someone wants to work with their manager or something, we 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 let it up to them, but we don't encourage them. So we have company and team-level OKRs. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, obviously, we we get asked um, sometimes about the the cycles. I know that there's there's various different ways that people work with with that OKR cycle. So it's interesting that you mentioned you have the six month cycles. I was just wondering whether um, how the process is managed with um, you know the team being remote, um, fully remote, and how that process is managed. Has it changed much over the past? Um, couple of years I know with more organizations have moved moved remote but with your guys already working remotely um, yeah has that changed or 
Well, um, luckily we we were a remote company first, uh, so we were set up in a way to 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 work remotely, and of mm-hmm. course, what we do has a lot to do with that, of course, right? So, yeah. um, that it wasn't so much about how we do it over the last uh, couple of years since the pandemic hit. But uh, what changed, I would say, is the, the scope and the amount of teams we now have. Like we are now almost a 900 people organization. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, we were 120. So um, probably that has the, the most impactful thing was like the scope and the amount of teams and the amount of communications we need to do now. Uh, where probably doesn't feed any any pizza can feed this 900 people organization not too many pizzas but now we need to be even more uh, I would say exhaustive and, and precise when we communicate OKRs because it needs to reach different levels of the organization at a broader scale so you're catering for a bigger audience in a way so we are trying to become better at documenting more and sharing more and repeating in all hands and in written communications what we're doing so that we ensure that everyone gets their overall vision. Mm-hmm. And just um, touching on, you mentioned um, documenting. I know we previously spoke before um, and we, we had an intro call about um, software. Maybe we can just talk to, I guess, our listeners how at the moment you you document your OKRs and what the plans are. Um, I think you're maybe um, going through that process of looking at different software. Yes, absolutely. So, um, of course, for the brainstorming, ideation, and things like that, we we drink our own champagne. Uh, We use Mural for that. We have a lot of templates. We have a lot of best practices. We, we, We know this use case pretty well. So we have our own internal uh, ambassadors for, for this use case. Um, so, of course, for the IDH, and let me st- take a step even back from that. We, we try to first start with the leadership team defining uh, this. So um, the, the, the first step in the process is the leadership team not only brainstorming and collaborating, but also communicating in the shape of a written document to the organization by repeating our vision, repeating our kind of like uh, values and, and the things that always are in that document. And then we talk about our half yearly OKRs. Then the teams go in, uh, and that's in a written document to answer mm-hmm. your question, Carly, that's a written like Confluence doc. Like it goes in the shape of a, a linear document because that's the output of a, of a collaboration session. Then we start again when the doc, the teams take that input and work with their own department to craft their company OKRs, and they also do mural for that. And the output is most of the times it's a written document. Some people like to use mural also as a way to document their OKRs. Uh, we also sometimes use Koan as a tool to track OKRs during the, the half. So... Um, we haven't yet kind of like, we, we don't like enforcing things. We, we, we run very autonomous teams. Mm-hmm. So whatever works for those teams to like manage their own process, if it is mural, if it is a written document or if it is koan, they can, they can pick and choose basically. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to yeah to have that option um, to see what works for, for each team. Um, when we spoke previously, you, you spoke quite openly about how perfection doesn't exist um, and, and how we live in a world whereby people are quite keen to shout about their successes, but less so about their failures. I mean, you only have to scroll on LinkedIn and see various people um, <laughs> shouting about um, their successes. And I think it's always nice to hear about that, but also you, you want to um, hear about where people have failed and how they've overcome those failures. Can you just sort of share your thoughts on that um, conversation that we had with, with yeah. our listeners? Yes, thank you, Carly. Yeah, so what I, will, what I, what I always um, uh, mock around or like make jokes about is that I, I hear, maybe it's the wrong people I follow on Twitter and LinkedIn <laughs> and others, but I see all this uh, buzz around waking up at 4 a.m., meditating, working out, reading international newspapers, answering emails, making breakfast for your kids, and ready to go at 7.30 or something. I was like, there's no way in the world I can be able to do that. <laughs> and in a way, I I, I kind of like look at that and say, okay, there's probably like, of course, everyone has their own habits, but I don't see enough of the other side of what I would say more reality about like, okay, I just want to sleep a little bit longer or I went out for a drink last night with a friend and I'm waking up a little bit later today or my kids, uh, like the, the, the drop off of the kids in the morning is a real mess. Like if our house is a mess. So I always make the joke that uh, in personal, but also in business, we don't talk about our failures enough. And I think that sometimes sends the wrong message to the younger uh, individuals, the younger generations that they look up and say, oh, look at that CEO, very successful. He wakes up at 4 a.m. That's what I need to do to become that person. I think that's, a bit of BS in my head. And because like, there's many things that uh, the leaders, uh, some certain leaders don't share enough. And we should be sharing those to acknowledge that it's, it's uh, perfection is, is, is not there. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Particularly for OKRs is all, also the case uh, to answer your question guardian sorry i went a little bit in a tangent there mm-hmm. but in a way okrs is also a system or a methodology that should help you and your teams become more autonomous work better communicate uh, clear milestones have goals but at the end of the day it's just one of many different ways of doing this and you're if you're if you're trying to perfect it and make it absolutely crystal like by the book, uh, following the books of every single writer there, you're probably going to fail or are going to dedicate too much time to the methodology rather than actually getting stuff done, right? So it's a fine balance of like taking what you need from the methodology, applying it in good enough uh, way, and then getting your stuff done, but Perfection is the enemy of completion. Is that the term? I mm-hmm. always struggle with that idiom. But I guess like use it to your advantage and make it modular and iterative. Every quarter, every half, you make it a bit better. It doesn't need to be 
perfect from the like scratch. And even us, an organization who has been in the making for more than 10 years, embracing OKRs from the very beginning, we constantly change it and make it, I, I hope, better. Right. So, and we sometimes fail. We sometimes run cycles that drip too much into the half and we define the OKRs maybe too late uh, or maybe too, we have binary OKR. You know that we make mistakes as well. And we need to, like, the people who are also like in leadership positions, I think, need to also share their failures. And OKRs is an example of that, as many others probably. Yeah. I, I don't think you'll be alone. Um, and I guess for our listeners and, and me as well, um, <laughs> and not getting up at 4.30 and making a smoothie and doing your workout. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's important what you've just spoke about and, and being open and honest and failure isn't a bad thing. Um, and we're big advocates, especially with OKRs and testing, learning and adapting. And like you said, it's not picking up a book and thinking that that's the only way to, to do it. Um, you touched on a couple of things there in terms of um, what I was going to ask you, um, but you um, already sort of preempted that. Next question, I think, was um, to talk about some of the failures when it comes to OKRs, because we, we might have some listeners that are just starting out on their OKR journey and potentially think uh, have you know read various books and um, looked at various articles and blogs on on creating and crafting their OKRs, but I wonder if there's, if there's a something, I guess, obvious out there that they maybe shouldn't do to begin with that you've um, tried and maybe failed at and learned from. Um, is there anything there that we can pull out? Yeah. Uh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> so absolutely. Um uh, let me try to summarize them in, in a few categories. So one I mentioned is the timing, right? So um, we talked about semi-annual cycles, some product teams work in quarterly cycles because they have two-week sprints, but other parts of the organization like sales and marketing or DNA have other cycles. So aligning on timing, what works for the company and works for each department needs to be had uh, you need to have a conversation around it and like document it, crystallize it. Not everyone needs to follow the same cadence. Like again, to my point earlier, I had the book in my head that said, OKRs are for quarters and you should always have quarterly planning cycles. And in reality, it doesn't work like that always. So be flexible with the timing. Second, related to that, and what's what that's learning for us is when I was too pushy on quarterly cycles, I also wanted to have company OKRs every quarter. And sometimes the cycles of the company don't really match a quarterly cadence. So, uh, and therefore I was pushing for, okay, three weeks before the start of the quarter, we need to have company OKRs. So let's do a workshop, let's do a meeting with the leadership team, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes actually it doesn't make a lot of sense to change company OKRs every quarter. So that's why we moved to this semi-annual cycle. We are now thinking about six months as a like big rock type of mentality as opposed to like quarterly projects as we had it in, in, in the past. Um, so that's the second point I would say as a mistake. Um, and third, I think is like... Um, having 
and this goes down to maybe a little bit too theoretical, but I guess um, not having enough leading indicators or leading like leading key results uh, as uh, measuring objectives, it's always uh, a struggle, right? Um, so for those of you who are really starting and thinking about, okay, I have a, my this young company, I want to, I don't know, this quarter, I want to, I don't know, uh, create uh, more traffic to my website. Okay, if I get to, I don't know, 10,000 monthly visitors, I'm I'm happy, okay. What are the things you can kind of like measure that are leading indicators of that KPI that are tied to the activities you could be creating, right? So I know we move away from activities when we talk about OKRs, but what are the, the things that you are doing day to day from Monday to Friday that impact something that moves the needle? Imagine my example just now, I need to create, I don't know, one landing page a week. So that generates X amount of traffic and therefore I'm closer to my key result of the quarter. Not the best example maybe off the top of my head, but I think you get the point, Carly, where mm-hmm. you're like getting to a specific milestone and hires is another one, right? Hire this person or hire three people, hire 10 people. It's lagging, mm-hmm. right? But getting to three really good candidates at final stage is a bit more leading, just something to think about. So, uh, or having an X amount of pipeline candidates because you know how many drop out, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you can probably, this can become too theoretical, but having that mentality, not only at the company level and the leadership team who might already understand how to work through this, but also at the team level, it's, it's important. And last but not least is, is sticking to a framework and a methodology and just go with it. Um, more oftentimes, like you have new joiners coming to the company and say, oh, but at Twitter, we did it like this. And at Google, we did it like that. And actually, I come from Airbnb and we did it like this. It's great, but... <laughs> Like sometimes you end up in the too many cooks in the kitchen type of situation. So of course, take the feedback. If you're the OKR shepherd in a way, take the feedback, iterate it, improve it. But whenever you are in the process of defining the OKRs, don't challenge the process. It's, there's another time to do that. Do a retro, do a cycle for that. But when you're actually doing the OKRs, stick to doing the OKRs. Just go there, blindfold it if you want. Forget about your previous company experience. Give the feedback to the shepherd later. But once you're in the swim lane of crafting OKRs, do them. Otherwise, you're constantly going into this mentality of, oh, this is not how we did it before. Oh, this is, oh, and you're kind of like wasting cycles around it. Uh, I'm not saying don't take the feedback. I'm just saying find the place to get that feedback, improve the process. But then once you're in the process, go and go ahead and do it. Yeah, it, it sounds a bit counterproductive, doesn't it? I think if you if if not, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, definitely some some good points there. I actually quite liked the uh, marketing example of the uh, web traffic, um, and I think yeah, talking about obviously leading and lagging indicators is something that somebody now starting on their OKR journey is probably you know just just starting to get their their head around. Um, so I think it, it's it's that's a good point that you mentioned not having enough. Um, leading indicators the website session um yeah visits 
that one comes up quite a lot, doesn't it? But I think that was, I think it's a good example. And I think, yeah, for anyone listening, they can definitely take some um, good points from that as, as when they're starting out. You've also spoken, we spoke before, and you mentioned the uh, mural approach, which I found quite interesting. And I just wondered whether that's something you can share with um, with us and, and everyone listening. Um, what exactly is this and, and how does it work? Yeah, um, what does work, what, what it works, I think is what, what I was mentioning before is written communications um, from the vision, the strategy down to the OKRs works. I think uh, I'm just saying the, stating the obvious, right? But sometimes you could have a meeting in all hands when someone is asking about, hey, so what is our strategy? Or even if you're a smaller company, you're just around the room and asking what is the strategy? Like refer back the people to the written doc that is the Bible for the organization, right? Wherever that is. If it is a Google doc, if it is an email, a Word doc, whatever it is, again, trust the process, right? If the CEO, the leadership team spent time writing that up, um, they're probably, probably iterating on the wording, on the language of it. That's the kind of the manifesto of the company, right? So wherever, you, if you don't have that written down or if you've said it a number of times, it's, it's, it's in a presentation, but not really well used and there are multiple versions of it, it becomes messy. So find the tool, find the solution that puts the thing in one place and just stick to it and refer people to, to that. We sometimes on Slack find that people ask questions and uh, like, for instance, what is like this and that? And it's like, sometimes people answer the question in, in the thread and like, it's in confluence, right? So I, I sometimes that, that bad cop that says, this is a link, right? Mm-hmm. And, or you go to confluence and find it yourself because in a way you want to teach people how to fish, right? And, you know, so it's, if you have the process, put it out there, put it publicly and stick to it and always go back to it. That worked for us. Initially, we were a bit like more startup-y and we were talking about it, had it somewhere. But I think over time with this, what I mentioned before of being a 900 people organization, mm-hmm. the, like we want to make sure that everyone reads the same document. Um, two, um, this may be uh, um, unnatural for many of you, but we're working a lot with videos uh, as well, like sharing communications through video, right? We use Loom, but there's Vidyard, there's, uh, there's other tools out there, even Slack has uh, videos now. But to be able to communicate instead of like having so many meetings and people spread around the world and different time zones. And sometimes when you're a global company, it's very hard to get uh, to a same time slot. We of course encourage asynchronous collaboration. So we have a video of the CEO explaining the vision, right? Mm-hmm. And this is it. This is what we're doing, what we're doing. This is what we care and et cetera, et cetera. And that is also based on that confluence dog I've shared with, uh, I mentioned earlier, Carly, but also it's for every new joiner. Okay, they skipped that meeting because of course they were not in the company, but they get the 15 minute overview from the CEO of our vision. Okay, and if they need to revisit it in two weeks because they are new and they are onboarding, they know where to find it. So one, documentation. Two, also experiment with ways of documenting things. Like video for us is working very well. 
you we share your screen, you have the mural there, or you you share some visual artifacts that for certain people is for most of us, I would say, I would argue, is way way easier to follow. So those are the two things I would say are working very well. And of course, like having templates and and kind of like frameworks to follow every single half is working for us right now. Um, did you also ask me what doesn't work in our approach or did I dream about it? Um, no, I think, no, just how does it work? Yeah, what is yeah. it, how does it work? I think you mentioned before when we spoke about yeah. um, a mural approach, um, when we had our intro, I think you, you mentioned, I thought that stuck in yeah. my mind was experiment like an, like an owner. Yes, exactly. Um, the line that, that's one yeah, of our, one of our values, indeed, mm -hmm. and, and that's what I was trying to say. Like the video is an experiment. We say, yeah. okay, maybe not a very uh, radical experiment, but we say let's put the video. And even in our OKR template, we have publicly facing template. There's a little like TV uh, image where you can, and we're encouraging people to tell your CEO to share a video, mm -hmm. and that's a slot in the in the process. So we now put it in our framework because we find it valuable for many companies and customers we use this with. So encourage the CEO to talk about, okay, not only the vision and strategy as a company, but also what are we, what is most important right now? And that should be also, I think, in the form of video. Yeah, especially like you said, how how um, fast you've, you've grown, you know, to over 900 people. And I think just, like you said, for new, for new joiners, having that... Um, you know, the CEO talking on video and, you know, it's not somebody that they'll probably see very, very often. So I think um, hearing from them, um, I think it's really important. And, and obviously as more and more organisations move to remote work in that communication over video is, I think it's, it's critical. Um, we've spoken about failures um, and recognising that with OKRs, it's okay to not get them right first time and not be perfect. I think you've already given a lot, <laughs> a lot of advice to our listeners, but I'm just going to ask you for, for one, I guess, lasting tip or the biggest um, piece of advice for anyone starting out um, on their OKR journey, or maybe thinking that they, they, they've not sort of hit and not getting it right. I know it's, it's okay to, but I think, um, yeah, I like to leave them with one last tip. Just one, just one, Carly. Okay, mm -hmm. very difficult. Um, it can may sound a bit fluffy, but um, it's related to what I was talking before. It's like think about this as a journey, right? This is a even like a transformation sometimes for certain companies to to think about OKRs over time. And it could involve some change management, behavioral changes, I mean, for people to really realize what you're trying to achieve. Um, so think of this as something that will evolve over time and you're taking one step at a time and you're following a playbook that is used in many companies, but it needs to also help you to be better at your day-to-day. Um, and that comes down to like individual contributors seeing the value of this, right? And absolutely buying in, not because of their managers telling them to fill out a thing, but it's because they actually think about this as an important strategic part of their roles. Um, 
if you don't have the long, like the journey I'm thinking, and this is maybe too, too much, but for one piece of advice, but if you have the, the top of the mountain clear for everyone where you are going, um, show them the little gains and the little wins that each team member will have as a result of this. Because I think it's helpful for everyone in our organization to use uh, um, an OKR kind of like mentality. Um, but if they don't see the value, they will think of this as another checklist or another mm -hmm. thing, another spreadsheet they need to fill and feel that they're being like a big brother type of thing, right? Yeah. So um, I think personally, and bias, of course, it encourages individual contributors, managers, and leadership to think more thoroughly about strategy and planning overall. And everyone needs to see the value of that. Uh, from the very beginning. So start small and build on top of that every quarter, every half on top of each other. That's mm -hmm. basically my advice. Too long-winded maybe, Carly? Yeah, no, that's fine. No, um, and we can go with Fluffy. I, I think it was, um, no, it's a nice, it's a nice um, lasting tip. And I think it's definitely a journey. Um, probably sound biased as well as um, you know, working for therapy giants but um, yeah it's definitely a journey and I think it's, it's one that um, I think it's an exciting journey if, you, if you're just starting out using them but of course you have to you have to get people on board otherwise like you said you don't want it to just be like a, a tick list and here's something else that I have to do they have to really be um, motivated and to see why they, they, they should be doing this so thank you um thank you for joining us it's been it's been really lovely to talk to you today and find out more about yourself and mural and and how you use okrs and also some of the the challenges that you will um as a user um face along the way um and thank you to you our giant talk listeners as always we'd love to hear your feedback you can get in touch with us at growth at therebegiants.com and um, thank you again felix Thank you, Carly, so much for having me today and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.